What's up, everybody? It's the Welcome to the Show podcast brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show to get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. That's audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show. One more thing. The Welcome to the Show podcast is also powered by Hims CT. We have a new affiliate. Can you believe oh. that? Yeah. So to get a deal for Hims, which is basically if you're balding, like I think I am, people, some people don't think I am. Hims <laughs> has a good subscription service. They provide biotin vitamins. You get prescription medication and you get this drop that you put in the back of your head to help your, your hair regrow. Uh, I haven't seen any regrowth, probably because I'm not losing, I'm not missing any. Uh, but just go to wttspod.com forward slash save and click on the banner under hymns. That's wttspod.com forward slash save. CT, I can't believe I just told the world that I think that I'm balding, but you know what? What are you going to do? Um, I mean, hey, all right, man. <laughs> you know, it happens. Life comes at you fast, but, you know, I think you would look very well distinguished. With- with a bald head so i i feel like i have a large head um <laughs> and i think that me being bald would be very weird but uh thank you thanks for those words man it'll just it'll take some getting used to i'll admit that <laughs> but right. i think you'll be all right so so later on the show we're going to talk to alfred alvarez he's uh the founder of con la bases llenas he's also a host uh, on espn 990 down in miami um we're also going to talk about mlb's power rankings what's going on with the red sox some yankee baseball the pirates and the reds got into a brawl and some dallas keiko stuff so let's start with the power ranking ct i need to get your reaction on this so major league baseball just released their power rankings today and in their top five they have the dodgers at one followed by the phillies the astros the the brewers and the rays um the the yanks and the red sox don't come in until six and seven followed by the mets cards and nats do you feel like that's a fair power ranking for week two of baseball um is there a team that you think is is ranked too high a team that's ranked too low what's your reaction i don't have a problem with the dodgers and the phillies the dodgers are on some other shit right now sorry for cursing so early into the show my bad but they're hitting they I think they have a home run in every game, and they're just slugging their way. They're beating everybody up. Cody Bellinger's on fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the Phillies are amazing, too. Uh, The Astros, I'm okay with the Astros at third. Brewers at fourth, I'm good with that. The Rays, I'm good with that. I don't know about the Yankees and the Sox, but then again, the Yankees kind of turned it around these last couple of games because they've hit so many home runs, and they won their games. So I'm good with the Yankees. The Sox probably shouldn't be up there yet. Uh, The Mets... Probably should be ahead of the Sox. And I think the Mariners should be there instead of the, uh, I don't know, take your pick, Nats cards. Because, like, the Mariners are a pretty solid team so far to start the season. But I'm pretty sure there's some metric out there you're about to hit me with that says otherwise. No, I mean, I don't I don't know what, you know, what MLB bases their stats on but the mariners have the highest run differential so if you're going to use like the dorkiest team stat they have the highest one they're also hitting so many home runs you know i can't remember what what team it was last year that was raking to start the year for a few maybe a a few weeks maybe a month and i kept saying maybe it was the mariners it was the mariners last year and i said this isn't this isn't the real man the real mariners team 
I'm going to repeat that phrase now. This is not the real Mariners. They're not, not they're not a 9 and 2 team plus 29 run differential. They're just not that good. They traded away all of their good players. Um they're in a rebuild. I think this is kind of fluky to be honest with you. And they're I mean, they're hitting so it doesn't even make sense the amount of home runs that they're hitting. Um well, I mean yeah. Let me just say that these home runs aren't just any regular home runs. Like Tim Beckham has hit some pretty, you know, decent home runs. Pimps on my you, pimps you give me Tim Beckham, I give you uh, Eric Thames a couple years ago. Is that his name, Eric Thames? Eric Thames. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, yeah, it's but gonna Thames, it's gonna drop off eventually. Yeah, but Eric Thames is a legit home run hitter, though. So if you're if you're telling me Tim Beckham is the next Eric Thames, I'll take it. Mm, really? Have you looked at have you looked at teams no, he, ten, he's, uh, he's, teams of stats? He, yeah, he's platooning right now. He's not even like the starting first baseman anymore. I get it, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying he's he's a good home run hitter. He's a home run hitter. Like, yeah, no, I I got you. I so I'm with you. I would put the Mariners up there in the top ten. I think long run, eventually, we're gonna see a drop off on that team. There, I just don't. If they win that division, that's gonna be. Crazy. It'll be it'll be considered like a miracle, like a miracle yeah, well, season. But that's the thing that these power rankings, right? They're clear, they're clearly uh, based off the first two, just what we've seen so far. Because why would you put the Rays if it's not based off that? Then why would you put the Rays or the Brewers above the Yankees and the Red Sox if we're just going off what these teams are supposed to be? I still think the yeah. you know full potential team is better than the Brewers. Even I'd probably even put them over the Astros, even Philly. I'm talking about the Red Sox and the Yankees. Yeah. So they're not. So this has to be based off what we've seen so far. If it's if it's what if it's based off what we've seen so far, then why aren't the Mariners up there? You know? Right. Yeah, I'm with you. And as far as the Rays go, I'm happy with them being in the top five. I think that they've they're playing like the best team in the American League. I think that they're they're innovative as hell, man. They're they're not afraid to try anything. Did you did you see this past weekend how they put in a reliever, I think it was in the eighth inning and uh to, to i don't even know how this works i can't tell you how the rule works or whatever but cash ended up uh he let the reliever throw to one batter then he rotated the reliever to first base to against the like uh, for the next hitter and then he put him back into the rotation which i didn't even know was possible to do that yeah, because you could you could swap out any player any any player on the field, you could swap them out if you wanted to. You could make that pitcher a catcher if you wanted to. So basically, he swaps them out, puts them in the in a position where he's probably not going to make an impact. Like if it's a lefty, he probably put him in left field, you know, or yeah. something, vice versa. And Which then, Joe Madden did a couple years ago too with with one of his players. He put him out in the outfield. Yeah, and then that way you don't have to because you know once he takes him out, he's out he's out for good. So just bring him right back in. So it's it's a it's I've seen I've seen it done a couple times, but uh, yeah, I think the Rays are are legit. Still don't think they're winning the, the division. They're just not uh, afraid to try anything, man. They're they're down to try whatever, and and their use of the opener is a regular thing now. That's their fifth starter is is Ryan Stanek goes one or two innings and then he hands it off to the rest of the the team. Uh, yeah. This guy Yanni Chirinos is is he looks like the real deal. Um, Glass now has been pitching really good. Um, who's the other guy that they have on their on their rotation? They just look like a legit team. I think you know Kiermaier had a t- horrible year last year. He's stepping it up a little bit this year. They got Tommy Pham on that team. They have a they have a pretty good team, and they have the lowest no, Tom- payroll in Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's crazy. And Tommy Pham is legit. Like he's, I think he's currently on forty something game, forty plus games, getting on base. 
dating back yeah. to last year. So since yeah, he started with the Rays, he he was, yeah. he was on fire. Yep, he's legit. Crazy man. Not um, to mention, and then yeah, go oh, ahead. No, go ahead. I was, I was gonna, gonna say. <laughs> Not, uh, not gonna edit that out. I was gonna, man. I was right gonna say there. Jose Alves, <laughs> their their relief pitcher, throws yeah. like a hundred with move, yeah. movement. This dude that they traded, Yandy uh, uh, Diaz, that they traded uh, in that three way deal. He's he's good, you know. Yeah, like he's, they, he's good. But they uh, have yeah, a beast team. Rays, man. I don't have the Rays winning the division still, man. I I would. I'm I'm gonna believe it like this. I wouldn't be surprised, but I I agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised, but I agree. I don't, I don't think those ninety wins were a fluke. Let me put yeah. it that way. Um, and then you had mentioned the Houston Astros. I So this is my beef with the Houston Astros being in the top five. After this weekend, these, these power rankings came out today. So I'm assuming that they're taking into account what occurred this past weekend. The New York Yankees have a higher win percentage than the Houston Astros. And if you want to use a dorky stat, they also have a higher run differential. So mm-hmm. why, are the, why are the Houston Astros in the top five? They're... they're uh, not to mention they, they they lost I think they lost that series to the Rays to open up the se- the season. Yeah, they're they're listed as top three actually, and the yeah. Yankees are didn't even crack the top five. That doesn't make sense to me. It's just I think it's just the popularity thing, man. The Astros yeah. are still like that, you know, hip team with the young guys, and Alex Bregman is like calling out Trevor yep. Bauer and stuff, and uh, Josh Reddick is like. Still hitting home runs, I guess, or whatever. I don't know, man. I think it's just a popularity thing. I I really kind of hate MLB power rankings. Mm-hmm. I hate power rank. I hate any lists in general that aren't like I I don't mind the home run home run leader list because that's that's fact. Who's leading the league in home runs? But these right, things right. that are kind of like formulated and they're trying like speculative. I, yeah, like trying to make me think that the Dodgers are the best team when I just can watch and see for myself, you know. So I kind of hate those lists to begin with. So. Yeah. Whatevs. Uh, whatevs, dog. Speaking of teams that are in the on the power rankings, let's talk about the Red Sox real quick, CT, because I'm not sure if you're hitting the panic button yet, but the Red Sox pitching is atrocious. I want to give you some numbers real quick. Um, <laughs> you hear my post-it? You hear that paper? Yep. All right. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. I don't have my glasses, so it's going to be real close to my face. Okay. Red Sox starting pitching entering today are 0-7 with an 857 ERA. They have given up 16 home runs, 26 walks, and they have a whip of 1.86. So let me tell you where those rank. The 0-7 record is worst in Major League Baseball among starting pitching. The ERA of 8.57 worst in Major League, Major League Baseball among starting pitching. They've given up the most home runs in baseball. They've walked the most batters in baseball. And they have the second to worst whip in baseball. Um... Every win that this team has, their three and eight currently, has come through a relief pitcher coming in to save the day. And this guy Brazier has been really good. Um, are you worried yet, man? No, I'm gonna tell you why I'm not worried. They're they're at an extremely bad point right now, where the whole starting pitching staff is doing bad together. We know that they're not this bad, so. Yeah. This is the worst. This is it. This is as bad as it's going to get for us. It's clearly, to me, <laughs> correlated to the lack of uh, spring training that they had as a, as a team. 
Chris Sale isn't really, you know, um, he his velocity isn't there. All the pitchers are missing their spots. I feel like they're still just trying to feel everything out. I'm not worried about it. It's only, you know, it's only the second week of baseball. Um, and I'm also not worried because our offense, even though we're not outscoring teams, obviously because we're not winning games, but we're not we're not like a stagnant offense. Like mm-hmm. we we get it done on the base pass. We're still making contact. You know, JD Martinez is still a beast. Mookie is still a beast. So I'm not worried about it. And uh, also our it's like you said, our relief pitcher comes in to save the day. What we thought was our biggest weakness hasn't really been much of a weakness, and Barnes has been solid. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not worried. And I also, and also, no, yeah, no. Now that I now that I said <laughs> that, we won the World Series last year, so that I'm gonna end it with that. <laughs> okay, thanks. Sorry, that was overboard. That was overboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Yankees lost. So the Yankees lost four games to the Orioles and the Tigers, which I don't understand how you know Ouch. you're gonna lose to those teams, whatever. But yeah. Why am why am why am I bringing that up? Because I think that if the Yankees had won the games, they were. I mean, had they started the season nine and zero, would have been out of, out of this world. That's that's not realistic either. But maybe if the Yankees were seven and two or something instead of five and four entering this Houston series, um, I think I'm not going to write the Red Sox off clearly because they're they're too good of a team. But I would say that your chances, even though it's only two weeks in would have been completely diminished. Not completely diminished, mostly diminished. But since the Yankees sucked as well, you're still in the, you're still in it. You're only 3 games behind 2 weeks into the season, like I said. That's nothing in the grand scheme of things. So the the Red Sox are very much alive. And it's like like I said about the Seattle Mariners, how this isn't the real Seattle Mariners. This isn't the real Red Sox. There's going to be a correction somewhere down the line. The Red Sox are going to rattle off like 15 straight wins and this shit is going to, you know, yeah, and you know the the Earth will continue tilting on its axis or whatever, spinning on its axis, whatever the phrase is. Yeah, and that's another thing too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not making excuses, but we we did, and I'm not making excuses. I'm gonna repeat that again. All right. But, Can you say it one you more know, time, please? Not making excuses, but <laughs> clearly the Astro the Mariners took steroids before they started the season, and they <laughs> they they, they oh, rolled that they rolled that hot wave. We ran into them with the hot wave. So I'm look I'm I'm using this as a positive. I'm saying like. It's not like we're and you know had the Yankees lost a series to the Orioles this past weekend, then I would have thrown that in your face. But you guys got it. You guys took care of business against the Orioles over the weekend. Like you guys went overboard with the home run. So congratulations. Show did. And we're but gonna I'm talk just talking. About, we're yeah. gonna talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but just, but here's another here's another question real quick. And and at the beginning of the year, I had said that starting off in the West Coast was gonna benefit you guys because you're not gonna have to deal with delays or any of that shit. The Yankees didn't have to deal with any delays in that time frame. Maybe one game was delayed, but no game was postponed. Yeah. Um, you're starting your opening day. Is it tonight? Opening day tonight, Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. I think tonight. Yeah. Tonight's tonight. No, so, no. T- uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. So is this like two weeks into the season? Now is opening day for the Boston Red Sox. Exactly. That seems yeah, a little like, crazy. Yeah. And that, and that thank, thank you for bringing that up because it, I the, it it occurred to me like a couple of days ago and I haven't really been thinking about it but yeah like what the hell man like we're the defending champs and we have to open you know we have to pretty much have our opening day like 2 weeks in man like that's it's not good for us because we clearly sucked these last couple of you know mm-hmm. these last these last games but I really do feel like if we had an opening series it, it might have been a little different even if we could have just won that first game you know maybe like on the momentum and shit right. but it's like I said I'm, the positives I could take away is that we played a Mariners team that's playing good right now, and we also 
played against the Oakland A's, which if we're to believe anything from last season going into this season, how they started as well. I know they lost the two games to the Mariners, but they still they've been winning their games. You know, we we've played two good teams. I'm not gonna say Arizona because Arizona's not supposed to be a good team this year. Like, but still Arizona. We played them in Arizona. You know. Mm. Um. But yeah, man, I'm not worried. Okay. Well, on tomorrow, Tuesday, you're listening to this today. The Red Sox are gonna have the ring ceremony, and Craig Kimbrell will not attend it. What are your feelings on that, man? Uh, I really think that he, I, I would have attended if it were me. Um, I don't know if there's like a underlying issue between him and the front office of why he didn't want to go, but I think the fans deserve it for him to be there. Um, he was with the Red Sox for multiple, multiple years, not just last year. He pitched great for us. So if it were me, I would go. I mean, how often do you get to go to a ring ceremony for something you were a part of, you know? Um, and also who knows, maybe that gets the ball rolling and, and him making an appearance on TV, you know, maybe someone signs him. I don't know. Like I would have gone. It's crazy, man. So it's a, so according to nine, eight, five, the sports hub, I guess that's from Boston. Um, Kimbrell and Red Sox president, Sam Kennedy talked and, and Kimbrell's people, this is what Kennedy had to say. He said, while he appreciated our invite and outreach, he feels his attendance might create a distraction. Out of respect for his teammates, he has chosen not to attend. While disappointed, while, while disappointed, we totally respect and understand his decision. So it sounds like the Red Sox extended an invitation and Kimbrell said no because he didn't want to cause a distraction. Yeah. I say, fuck it. Bring on the drama, yeah. man. <laughs> Just go, man. Just And I, and I feel like you're letting your teammates down by not going because like yeah. not, now you did make now you've made it an issue. Now it's well, like, whoa, like he didn't want to come. Like, what does that right. mean? You know, mm-hmm. I, I and know. now and now it I, I, to me, this means he's not going to be a Red Sox at all. Like, even if his price drops to me, that sounds like that's it. The relationship between him and the Red Sox is officially over. It may not have ended in, on bad terms, but that's it. There, you know, there's no chance that he's going to come back. If he does, it's going to be I think it, I think it'll be weird at this point. Yeah. Um. Oh. Quick. Real, real quick. Uh, Justin Verlander bases loaded in the third inning. One out to Luke Voigt. I'm hoping Luke Voigt strikes out or grounds into a double play because I'm facing a guy in fantasy this week who has him, <laughs> who has him on the roster. So, and I have another development CT. As that happened, my MLB TV app froze. I got a Fire Stick to put on a TV that's next to my desk, and it froze. So okay. I can't watch what's happening. That's that's my latest. I'll let you know what happens to my TV as this uh, story develops. All right, <clears throat> thank you. So let's stick with the Red Sox real quick. So this weekend, uh, David Price spoke to Mass Live, and he basically said that uh, that it's a joke that the Boston Red Sox star Mookie Betts, who's to me, he's Mike Trout's, you know, Mike Trout 2.0, the second best player in baseball. Um, that you know, he's not. He would represent African American players in baseball. And he's not being given the chance to, or not being given the chance to, but rather he's not being promoted like Mike Trout and other players are. Um, so this is his exact quote. He said, um, I saw the Brewers first baseman Jesus Aguilar has a commercial on MLB Network. Great player. Great player. I, lo- I love watching him play. I've heard nothing but great things about him from Travis Shaw and all those guys. But he's not Mookie Betts. We're trying to grow this game in the African-American community. 
Put that guy bets on commercials. That's how this game grows. MLB is probably the worst at marketing their players. They need to do a better job at that. We talked, we've talked about that to the union and Rob Manfred many times. And then at one point in the article, he, uh, the writer points out that he shouted over to Mookie. Yo, Mookie, are you, are you, have you gotten any commercials yet? And Mookie shouted back. Nope. So it seems like it's a, it's an issue, an issue that's been um, buried for a while now. And I guess David Price has taken the opportunity to, to put it out there in the open. And I have to say that um, baseball, I wrote a piece on this this weekend on Call to the Pen. Baseball's diversity is not a problem. Baseball is very diverse. We have There's a lot of Latino players, there's Asian players, and there are African-American players. But um, the, Afri- the percentage of African-American players from the latest data that I could find on in 2016 from baseball perspectives, uh, the percentage of baseball players of African-American descent in Major League Baseball is equal to that of the percentage of, of players of African-American descent in baseball in 1957. Um, to me, that's a problem. And and I kind of agree. I, I tried to look back and see if I could remember a commercial with Andrew McCutcheon or Chris Archer or um, any of these guys, and I can't think of one. I could think of a lot of Latino, Latin-born players, like, you know, but I can't really think of, a, of, of an African-American player. Well, I have, like, a couple different takes on this. One thing is that before that Let the Kids Play commercial, what was the last MLB commercial that you remember seeing where you were like, oh, like, here we go. Like, these are some commercials. When was the last time that... There's those corny commercials on MLB Network and stuff, but nothing... The Let the Kids Play commercials are probably the biggest, like, international... Yeah, the Let the Kids Play commercial to me was one of the first times that I ever saw the biggest stars on the, of the game in the same place at the same time that wasn't like the All-Star game. So mm-hmm. that to me was like the first time that I saw an effort to market players from MLB, I guess, because I watch the Yes Network and there's a bunch of commercials with the Yankee players, you know, for Yes Network. So I'm yeah. assuming there's a something going on for other channels as well. But in that in that uh commercial for and I agree. I don't know why Mookie Betts wasn't in that commercial. I said that before. He should have been yeah. in that commercial. But I didn't. I didn't think. To, I, not for one second did I think Mookie Betts should be in this commercial because he's a back black player. I just thought yeah, Mookie yeah. Betts should be in this commercial because they literally have the top ten players in the league. Uh, maybe minus Paul Goldschmidt, which I don't know. You know, maybe because he's a little bit. He's not considered a kid or anything. Right. But you got you got a young player that's one of the best players in the league. But not for one second that I think that there was a mis- misrepresentation of black people in MLB because I never looked at the game that way. And also, if we're talking about the race of, of African, there are African races represented in that commercial. The, you know, you have you have I consider Vlad Jr. of African race. That's he's black for a reason, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're Afro, they're Afro, they're Afro Latinos. I yeah, guess and, he's talking about African-Americans like like all right, but, black black guys born in america you know of african-american descent like david prices you know what i mean like the, right, the numbers but, don't lie as of 2016 5.7 percent that's really low man yeah but okay but can we can we also take into the fact that that can we honestly think that uh african descents are are lacing up their cleats to go play baseball or they're lacing up their sneakers to go play basketball and football yeah. the stuff the stuff that brings you know the the glory 
as 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 a kid you're a superstar if you choose that path versus going the baseball path you know right um, but where did where did it change because there was a point where frank thomas was was the face of baseball ken griffey jr you know barry bonds you could rattle off you could rattle off I mean, 5 10 15 players of african american descent and now i can't i could barely name 5 you know what i mean yeah no i agree with you there's there's less but besides mookie betts i mean who else is in that category and if we're talking about yeah. just african american descent besides mookie betts who else is in that category for superstar like the superstar status is right, that right. is that mlb's fault that i mean I, I doubt i doubt that there's an african american phenom in the minor leagues that's being held back because he's african american i highly doubt that mm-hmm. because no, we I, have we have all types you. yeah so I agree with you. I think I think the issue is that you do have Mookie Betts, who's you know happens to be black and he happens to be, you know, A and B top, you know, with Mike Trout, best player in baseball. And if I were Major League Baseball and I see my demographics and I see that I have a really small amount of African American players, they're all going to the NFL, to the NBA, um, and doing other stuff. Um, I would I would put Mookie Betts in front of commercials as much as possible because. Yeah, okay. It's good for the sport. That that's an entire population of people that could be watching games, but they don't see themselves represented right. on the screen. You know what I, I mean? Get, I man, yeah, I t- and I completely agree with you. I think they did. I think they should put Mookie Betts in front of TV. But what other players are they putting in front of TV? Where, right. But where, I, where, like, I don't think it's an African American problem. I think it's a Major League Baseball problem in general. You right. never see Aaron Judge on 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 uh, commercials before the Let the Kids Play. Trout, I saw the Let the Kids Play commercial. The other day I saw the weirdest commercial with him and Andrew Luck from the Colts doing a disco dance for I, uh, seen that I don't know if it was I don't know if it was Powerade or what. But the only other times I could think of commercials was there was a and I I love these two commercials to death because it involves two of my favorite baseball players, but there was a commercial with Alex Rodriguez and Vladimir Guerrero from like 2003 right when mm-hmm. he became a Yankee. And they're hitting home runs to, you know, they're, they're uh, soft tossing balls to each other, hitting home runs, battling for a Pepsi. That was a Pepsi commercial. Mm-hmm. Then there was another commercial with Ryan Howard and Vladimir Guerrero. It was a State Farm commercial. But besides those two and the Let the Kids Play commercial, which, mind you, the last year's Let the Kids Play starred Ken Griffey Jr., who was probably, who's probably the biggest, second, whatever, one of the biggest African-American baseball players ever. But yeah. besides those, like what, 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 what misrepresentation am I missing? Where, where is Mookie Betts being left out of that I'm missing? Because I watch a lot of yeah, baseball, yeah. and I honestly cannot, sh- I cannot find the catalog of commercials like you see Steph Curry and all these other NBA players in, or or anything, you know. And yeah. usually, the and usually these commercials aren't NBA. Uh, you know, it's not the NBA doing the commercial. It's Gatorade. It's Nike. It's right. You know, so I don't. I don't know. I. I'm, I don't. I don't entirely. Ag- I think there is a, a lack of representation of baseball in general, not African American baseball players. I just don't think there's yeah. African American talent like there used to be, and that's yeah. And and I to be honest, I blame baseball for it because yeah. well, let me put it this way. Um, like what came what came first, the chicken or the egg? Right? Like, is is the problem? with baseball that there aren't enough players to promote because African-American players aren't playing the game or are African-American players not playing the game because 
they're not seeing themselves represented on the screen. So that's my first point. The second point is, um, you when when David Price said in there, and he asked Mookie Betts, "Have you been given a commercial yet?" I agree. Like all the sponsors and stuff should be all on top of Mookie Betts right now because he's super marketable, super likable. But the only time you hear about this guy is if he's in a bowling tournament, you know. And the whole thing behind that is, I know that I sound like one of these crazy people, crazy liberal people that 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 always find an issue with something. But the reason why everybody's surprised by that, let's be honest, is because oh my god, a black guy bowling and he's super good at it. Plus, he plays baseball. This is weird. The next thing yeah. he has to do is play hockey. You know what I'm saying? Um, fucking like yeah, maybe we should be calling for brands to to sponsor this guy and put him up on there because. He's good for baseball. And the other point that that uh, that uh, David Price made is that MLB is probably the worst at marketing their players in general. And I totally agree with that 100%. They're just not good at it, man. And and I don't know what it's going to take. Maybe this could be A-Rod's calling. We've talked about A-Rod's ideas a thousand times. But this is the problem with baseball, and this is why its popularity is going down. And I think that maybe the African-American players are kind of like collateral damage. Like they're just, you know, they're just the forgotten ones because there's not enough of them or something. I don't know. I don't know. I Like it's what came first, the chicken or the egg. In this case, I really think, and this is my opinion, I'm not saying there isn't racism in baseball. For all I know, baseball is probably the most racist sport ever. And I root for one of the most racist towns, according to recent incidents where fans are yelling these, you know, racist remarks that players adam jones you know stuff like that mm-hmm. I, I i i'm not saying there's no racism in, in baseball or in the world or whatever i'm just saying in this particular case where i've seen one commercial since since i don't know when's the last time i saw a commercial i didn't see one all last year besides the ken griffey jr one mm-hmm. of let the kids play this year's let the kids play besides mookie betts being left out but mind you they had vlad jr who's black he's he's dominican but he's black mm-hmm. um there was another player too, uh, Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna, black, and I don't. And that's the thing. I never, I never looked at it as like, where's, where's the African American representation in baseball? I know the African American base. It's, it's the same thing as every other race in baseball. If you're a superstar, you're gonna get noticed. If not, you're not. And last year, the only form of marketing that I could think of is social media. Last year, Mookie Betts headlined almost every other night in social media because he had an MVP season. So mm-hmm. again, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I get it. It's it exists. It's out there. It's a thing, but I really don't know why David Price just had to, you know, say this now. You know, and and why? I think it's a reach, is what I'm saying. The problem okay. is there's mis- misrepresentation of players in general. I don't think it's an African American thing. You didn't have to yell at me, man. Jesus. Nah, because you know, man, these <laughs> days everything's about race and everything, and the season just started, and the Red Sox suck, so I'm pissed. that's that's the perfect transition for some yankee talk i'm gonna i'm gonna end that right there ct because you made some good points i I have nothing to say you know what i mean you got me no no i make your points (laughs) make your points because i i agree with what you said it's just i also think same here it's a tough it's a it's a tough situation because the sport just doesn't feature as many black players anymore but then you, I guess my it, my thing is how do we improve that? And for me, the best way to improve it is to find your best players and market the shit out of those guys. Like if you have Mookie Betts, who's not who's more likable than Mookie Betts? Like the guy, you know, unlike Mike Trout, who I love Mike Trout, 
Mookie Betts actually has a personality. He's likable. Yeah. You know, he does shit on the field that that is incredible, like Trout does too. You know, he's not your prototypical power hitter. He's a small guy, but he can do it all. Like, who you know, he plays the game the right way. Like, this is the this is the guy you want. You know, and uh, you know, you want you want to see his at bats as much as possible. You want to put him in commercials. I want to see this guy more and more and more and more. Yeah. I guess that's my problem. Yeah, I mean, I I'd like to see more of him too, but I'm I, I want to see him on the Yankees too. Good for you. I I think any fan would want to see Mookie Betts on their team, but again, <laughs> like I, I feel like we saw a lot of Mookie Betts last year, you know, and yeah. this whole thing about African Americans not seeing themselves represented because of commercials or maybe they're not seeing their guys on 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 tv they're not looking for them nobody's looking for baseball players unless you're a baseball player or a baseball fan they're all Mm -hmm. they're all looking at the highlights from basketball or football because they have an abundance of it it's cool to play basketball it's cool to to play football and not just that there's a college superstar level for those things and also if 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 you feel like you're not seeing anything if you feel like you need to see something to and I get it cuz when I was a kid I saw Sammy Sosa and these guys that that made me want to play baseball as as a Dominican descent. But it's 2019 like we have the internet. Like you can find anything that you're looking for. It's it's kind of like I don't know man, I'm just throwing out random points at this at this point, <laughs> you know. I just feel like the excuse for not seeing uh not seeing what what you what 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 could inspire a kid that excuse is starting to die out because of the internet. Like we have the internet yeah. that gives you access to everything. So and I think that, yeah, I agree. I mean, me, myself, I watch MLB network in the mornings to watch, uh, like the recaps and stuff. And I might catch some shows throughout the day, but overall, when I'm watching baseball, I'm watching it on, on MLB at bat online and there's no commercials on that. So, um, the only reason I know about this story is because I write and I need to, you know, keep up on the news. And I saw this and it drew my attention. Um, uh, but you're right. I think as, as the generations, you know, keep growing and, and the younger kids starts to take over things like this won't be an issue because people like you and me don't see color basically, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it just takes time. I was just surprised when I saw the amount of, you know, like, like you, I consider Afro Latinos to be black too, but a lot of people don't, you know what I mean? Like we break down our demographics and African Americans are separate from Latinos. I don't know if you know this, but if you check, I believe someone told me this, don't, uh, quote me on this, but if you check Latino on your applications and stuff, you'll get like the benefits of a person of color. But I believe that in the demographics, they consider you to be white. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. Yeah, um, I don't because know. I just, there's because Latinos are a mix We're we're a mix of, of African slaves. Our descendants are African slaves and Europeans who, you know, fucked yeah. for lack of a better term and created yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But if but if someone is, is complaining about black people not being represented, I mean, Yasiel Puig is black, man. He's black. Yeah, he's black. He's black. Yeah. And he and, and they really tried to market him like they really. He was doing ass, not ass, but he was never he never lived up to the hype of what he was supposed to be. And there you'll still catch a Yasiel Puig highlight because he's he's one of those guys that you just put on TV and people will watch, you know? He's a character, so, man. Yeah, he's a character. I, and I don't know. I don't think maybe maybe I'm not maybe I'm not looking at it the right way, but I think that 
the problem is baseball in general, not it's not an African American problem in this case. Not saying that that's not a problem in baseball. It is. <laughs> it probably is. Just this in this particular case, it's to me it's not the problem. It's it's the whole it's a bigger it's every player. It's a, it's a bigger thing, not just singly African American descent or African Americans. That's a perfect place to transition. So you brought up Yasiel Puig. Um, this weekend, uh, the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates got into a brawl after what's this guy's name? Derek Dietrich is that how you say his name? Yeah. He he hit a blast. So first of all, Dietrich isn't a power hitter. Like I think he's played like maybe ten years in baseball. Maybe has like sixty home runs, fifty something like that. And he pimped the shit out of this home run. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. If I hit a ball a like bomb. that, I would pimp the shit out of it too. And yeah. Chris Archer didn't take it the right way. You know he broke the code. You know this old code that I, I can't stand in baseball. And the next time he came up, he he plunked him basically. And the bench is cleared after that. So I just have to say real quick, I have no issues with Derek Dietrich doing what he did. I know I so I've watched it over and over again. And every time you watch it, they, they cut to where the ball goes. So I didn't see how long he stood at the plate for. But it appears like he stood there and he admired the living crap out of that ball. <laughs> yeah. And I get that in old school baseball that pisses people off. But let the kids play, man. You know oh what my I mean? God. Listen, I. <laughs> I did watch. I did watch the version where uh, I didn't see where the ball. By the way, those the both home runs he hit were bombs. So kudos to uh, however you say his last name. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Some, I like know, his first name. Reminds me of somebody. What was it? I like his first name. It reminds me of somebody. Oh, okay. Derek. Derek. Yeah, let's call him Derek. Sure, because uh, <laughs> his name is Derek. Uh-huh. And I and I saw the I saw both home runs, they they were really nice hefty home runs, something to be proud of, and I saw both versions where you know they showed him and then they showed the, the where it landed, but then I saw the version where they showed what he did at the plate. They didn't even show the ball; they just showed his his whole you know his whole thing. And I'm just gonna say, well, this is my opinion, and a big part of me doesn't even care because I feel like every year we go through the same thing. There's that one controversial home run where it causes the benches to clear type of shit i'm i'm i moved past it already i don't care people are going to argue yeah. about this for the rest <laughs> for the rest of our lives i really don't care at the end of the day but i can see why chris archer threw at him because he went i to me he just went a little overboard like he i i think at one point he's he's staring at the home run and then he kind of like cocks his head and squints a little bit like like he's in a dream or something and then, I mean, he probably did feel like he was in a dream. This guy's okay. probably never hit a home run like that before in his life. Okay, but can you wake up because uh, you know you're <laughs> you're in the major league baseball game? I think he just he, I'm talking about he stood in the batter's box for I think a good I'm gonna say eight seconds. I mean, eight. from what I see, he he cracks the he hits it, and it look it literally looks like he's they cut they cut to where the ball landed like two seconds later, and he wasn't even like trying to get out of that batter's box yet. yeah he wasn't even <laughs> trying to get out of the batter's box now mind you had he just if i feel like he could have done that 
admired the ball and walked to first base, and it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. He stays in the batter's box. Uh, did we forget that MLB is trying to speed the games up and shit? Like, are we going to have a problem with them standing in the batter's box now or whatever? I don't know. That's another thing. But on top of all that, it takes him like 30 seconds to round the bases. <laughs> like, they, that's to me, that's just there's no excuse for that exaggeration. Like, flip the bat. Do whatever you want. Do the Excalibur. Like, you know, uh <laughs> freaking carry the bat all the way to first and rock the rock the guitar with it if you want but that was just <laughs> unnecessary like it was just unnecessary for him to be standing there for that long and then to take that long to round the bases but again i don't really care <laughs> about any of this shit yeah I, I, you know i i'm good with it so here's the stats on Derek dietrich real quick he has 61 home runs in seven big league seasons so he averages less than 10 home runs per season um you know, I don't I don't know. I'm trying to think of like if I was in the in the dugout and I saw that, would it piss me off? I think it might piss me off, but then at the same token, I'm thinking like this is the I game th- now. We're the we're trying to change the game. Just let this shit go. You know what I mean? Listen, I think if it was I realize I've been I feel like I'm talking normal now and I feel like I've been yelling the whole episode. It's so okay. <laughs> my my apologies if you're listening to this with some bad <laughs> headphones or speakers and I'm just killing your ears right now but i think that if it was a playoff game and again this is this is why i kind of don't care too much about these things anymore because you you make excuses like oh but if this is a playoff game or if this was barry bond 700 and you know whatever home run then i wouldn't care so it's like if i don't care about it now or if i do care about it now but then i make an excuse for why i shouldn't or should care about it later then i guess i'm not really making the best argument but I think that if maybe if it was like one of those bigger moments, like a playoff game or like yeah, a yeah, yeah. milestone home run, I could, you know, I could accept it. But it's the seventh, eighth game of the season. You're, you're you play for the Reds, you know, I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. So so I guess we're we're going to agree to disagree on this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about like I'm thinking about how Ortiz used to pimp his homers or Manny Ramirez or even Yasiel Puig for God's sakes, which is probably why he ended up jumping in, you know, the scrummish or the first guy who came out of the dugout. The guy licks his bat before he hits the ball and then he hits it and pimps the shit out of it. You know what I mean? And I guess people have an issue with it, but for the most part, like you had said earlier in the show, he still gets commercials. You know what I mean? He still gets celebrated, stuff like that. But Dietrich, he hits two home runs, you know, which he'll probably never do in his life ever again, hit two in a single game. And he pimps it, and he gets blasted for it. Okay, but I I really think that if any other player that you just mentioned, Ortiz, Yasiel Puig, any one of those, if they did what he did, what Dietrich did in that in that first home run, we, we'd we be sitting here today saying, like, that was excessive. I really do think that. He he just it – was, it was just unnecessary. I get it, though. It it was it was I don't I don't okay, let me start let me say this. I don't think Chris Archer should have thrown at him, but I understand why he did it. I'ma hit you I'm gonna hit you with that Chris Rock excuse. <laughs> okay. I I So we were supposed to jump we were gonna talk about some Yankee stuff, but I kind of feel like skipping some of it because we talked a lot about Yankees with our guest Alfred Alvarez, who's gonna come on the show later on. I do want to mention real quick, though, because I found this to be interesting if I didn't throw away my notes because I have notes because I'm a dork. The Yankees <laughs> enter the series against the Baltimore Orioles with 
eight. Eight home eight home runs. And they finished the series with twenty. And on Sunday, they hit seven of them. They got three from Gary Sanchez, I think two from Clint Frazier, one from Glaber Torres, and one from Austin Romine, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know, man. This if like it's it it was exciting, but at the same time, it scares me a little bit because it kind of feels like if this team doesn't hit a home run, they don't win games. It's just yeah, they they, they was, rely too much on the home run. Yeah, I think before Clint Frazier. By the way, Clint Frazier's on fire. Well, has been for those last couple games. So, I'm happy for him, man. It's yeah. about time they give this guy a chance. He has some really quick bat speed. Kind and of that's like what he was. Labor that's Torres. what they. That he, you know, it's, I'm glad that you brought that up because when the Yankees, and I'm gonna say this, when the Yankees fleeced, uh, I'm gonna Cubs. say the, the Cubs and the Indians when they traded for for Clint Frazier. One of the things that people were talking about is how his bat speed is is elite, like on a, on a whole other level. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, why is it taking this guy so long to get called up to the big leagues? Finally, yeah. unfortunately, it takes an injury to a few outfielders for him to get a chance. And I hope that he, I hope that he stays, man. I'm not gonna lie. I know that 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 the Yankees are tied to Aaron Hicks to the tune of you know seven years at ten million a year. But I, you know, I'd rather a young guy who can stay healthy. He was injured last year, but it was more of a concussion thing. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. It body. was a, Yeah. Yeah. It was, so it was just an unfortunate. Situation. And I just like his style, man. He's cool. on social media. He's interact. He interacts with fans on social media. He's just. He seems like a fun kid. You know what? I mean? What are you gonna do with this guy? Just let him sit yeah. and rot in the minors. Yeah. And that and like at least if you're not gonna if you're gonna send him back to the minors, trade him. Just trade him. Just trade like him. Let, yeah. let let his career take off, man. Let let yeah. him have the opportunity to be one of the young guys that hits free agency, and you know, like, and it's you. We, we were talking to the guy Alfred. Well, I don't know if you we're doing that beginning or end, but he was talking about all the stuff that Cuban players go through. But then when you just take when you just step back and look at everything with baseball, like all the shady shit that goes on, what people go through to get there. Clint Frazier situation. He's in the minors. He's pretty much in like he's in a bad situation because he's playing for an organization that doesn't need him to be called up right now. I mean, they do mm-hmm. need him now because Aaron Hicks is injured, like you said. But there's a chance he goes back to the minors. And then like we start thinking about like the little things like should this guy have pimped his home run? Do yeah. we really care that Robinson Cano cheated or anything? You know, like right. it's just like I just feel like you just gotta snapshot these things like as they're happening and just remember, you know, that there's there's really no like black and white in 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 sports. Um, Damn man, that was poetic, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sweating <laughs> in my room right now. <laughs> like <laughs> it is hot in here. <laughs> uh, so and and the Yankees, the Yankees are gonna have to. We talked about this with Alfred Alvarez, like you said. Uh, that interview is gonna come at the end of the show, so expect that then. But the Yankees are gonna get to a point when Aaron Hicks is gonna come back. Giancarlo Stanton is gonna come back. You have two first basemen in, in Luke Voigt and uh, Greg Bird um, that they're going to have an overabundance of guys. They have Esteban Floria, who many who many believe is MLB ready already. You're just letting these guys rot. Like if you're if your team is struggling come the trade deadline and you're not making moves for a big arm, if it's available, then people are going to have to start asking questions. Even though the Yankees are winning games and they made it to the ALCS two years ago, like in record time, they rebuilt their team and all this stuff. You can't, you know, it's not fair to these players, like you said, to just sit and rot down there and not not yeah. get a, a big league opportunity. 
Um, and it's also not fair to the fans that you're not put, you know, you're not, you're fielding a team that's World Series, um, you know, that could potentially win a World Series, but, but, but then you're not improving when needed. You know what I mean? Like, like if, if Dallas Keuchel, which we're going to talk about, I'm going to bring it up right now. Dallas Keuchel saying that he's, he's willing to lower his, his price to $17.9 million, which is the qualifying offer or a long-term deal worth less money. If you're not making a, an effort to go out and get that guy now, then fans have to start asking questions about Brian Cashman and the Steinbrenners because it's a joke. You're you're almost like you're almost like tricking us. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm being duped here. Like you're you're giving me this amazing team of guys like Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez and Glaber Torres and all these guys, but we don't. You know, it's not a complete team. There's still holes in there. You need to, and you have the the means to fix those holes so i want to see at the trade deadline that this team is aggressive at improving this team and i also want to see this team out there and pushing for dallas keiko right now like what the fuck yeah it's like uh you know real quick don't be shocked if severino doesn't pitch this season you know because i'm not i'm expect at this point i'm not expecting him to yeah and and when the news came out that Severino, you know, had to be shut down for the beginning of the season, I think Brian Cashman said that we're confident with what we have in the minors, right? Whatever. But what about the, you know, what about the guys that you have from your farm system that are already here? Like Glaber Torres and Gary Sanchez right. and Aaron Judge, you know, like, what about these guys? Like, what, you're just going to experiment with what you have? But, like, mm. you're you're in a position where teams dream of being. They have people guys that came up through the farm system that are at the superstar level performing, you know, they're, they're solid, they're legit. Now you have to build the team around them. And I get there. They, they were, they were supposed to have that team and injuries started happening, but there's still options out there. You know, like you have to kind of, it's kind of like you, I've said this before. It's kind of like you said, why save a closer to the ninth inning when you can use them in the, in the seventh or eighth high leverage situations. I feel like these games now, now that the Red Sox aren't winning, these are the games where you kind of have to, like, you know, you, you have to win them. What better way to win them than by adding players like a Dallas Keuchel, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. And and to me, a win in, in April is just as important as a win in October. Or not October. Well in, said. In September. Like, well said. Well said. Yeah, thank you. Um, You know, like, I don't want to be in a situation where come September 29th, we're one game behind the Boston Red Sox and is a must win or you're going to be a wild card. That's why you need to win games in April. So you're not in that situation. And especially with the record that the Yankees, not the record, the schedule that the Yankees have coming up and, and that they've had so far, if you're not winning games and you don't deserve that World Series championship and the front office, you've done a tremendous job. You know, like I, I have to say, I can't complain as a Yankees fan that you rebuilt this team so quickly. It's fascinating that a lot of our players came from our farm system. It's fascinating. But now you have to take the next step. Now you have to start, uh, you know, adding these pieces to push the team forward i don't want to keep watching the red sox winning world series after world series and us sitting here watching them celebrate like that enough of that already like we have what it takes to win let's do it come on become a red sox fan never never son we could use a guy like you so ct Next topic, we're going to keep it in the AL East, and then we're going to end it right here. So, Chris Davis, man. I don't know. I don't know if you want to just just talk about this guy for a minute. I don't know, Let, but... I, uh, yeah, he's hard. He sucks, first of all. <laughs> I think we all know that. 
but uh there was a game the other day i think it was the game where uh judge hit his two home runs yeah. i think i don't know it was one of these games he came up chris davis came up with the bases loaded and he had a line drive right at greg bird it would have cleared mm-hmm. the bases probably it was a double would have cleared the bases uh it would have put the orioles ahead that probably would have been the one bright spot but yeah he's uh, besides that he's complete trash <laughs> but then again what are the orioles playing for you know like yeah, but what are they? What, I what don't are, know. Man. What does it? I, they they can easily just I guess cut him and pay him the money that they owe him. I guess you know, kind of like we did with Pablo Sandoval, the Red Sox. They can easily do that. But again, like, what are they playing for? Does it really matter that he sucks or does good? Should people really be mad that he's doing ass? Maybe because maybe there's a guy in the minors that deserves that that spot. But what is that guy in the minors gonna do? Come up and play for a team that's winning 50 games maybe yeah games? he gets he gets big league experience man well what i mean maybe maybe they have a plan maybe they want to hold the guys like that back and bring them all together as a group kind of like uh the braves did you know i don't know i don't know i think you're reaching man and i'm what, just what's, saying what's I'm worse saying, what's worse about this guy is he's 0 and 44 since since early september i think he's currently i don't want to get this wrong uh, so he's been hitless in the last six games as of Saturday. I think it was. I think he played yesterday. So it's seven games now, seven or eight games. The record is twenty three. So he may not break the record. I wouldn't be shocked if he did. But this is the worst part. If you're an Orioles fan, the worst part is that you're tied to this guy until twenty thirty seven. Why? Because when they extended him to that deal in twenty sixteen, which everybody and their mother was saying, why the hell did the Orioles just give? Chris Davis, a seven-year, $161 million deal. Um, He's getting 17 mil per season until 2023, which is when the contract expires. After that, they deferred the rest of his contract. So he's going to get $3.5 million from 2023 until 2032. And then from 2033 until 2037, he's going to get $1.4 million. So he's Bobby Bonilla on steroids right now. Like The Orioles are going to feel the ramifications of this terrible contract until the year 2037 to put that in perspective for you guys your one and only me is gonna be 50 if if my math is correct i'll be 53 years old when the baltimore orioles no longer have to pay chris davis again that's crazy well why they paid him that was because he was putting up some pretty beast numbers but he but he not not that in 2016 he had a good year but he was on the decline already he had been he had been on the decline for a couple of years yeah but wait decline i mean 47 home runs 30 is that what he had in 2016 2016 he had 38 that's i know 47 to 38 but look stanton had 60 to 30 something do we think stan's on the decline no but that's different 59 59 58 there's a transition there there was a transition from miami to New York, and, and you know that's that's clear. That's a that's a clear transition. Anybody can understand the drop off uh, in talent. I know that I'm. I know that I sound like I'm making excuses, but in 2016, he hit 221. If we're going with batting average, with a 332 batting average. Well, that's after he got the contract. In 2015, yes, he hit 47 home runs. Um, he struck out 208 times. He had a horrible. You know, it's not like he had an elite on base percentage. It wasn't horrible either. Um, you know. He wasn't he, even. I, he wasn't. If, he 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 definitely declined, but it, he never he never was an on base percentage guy. He was never a guy that didn't strike out a lot. You know, he always struck out a lot. He had home runs. He was a home run hitter. 
That's he had he's 30. like Adam Dunn. He's like he's like a better ver- he was like a be- better version of Adam Dunn. Uh, Adam Dunn was pretty great though. I mean, he he worked a lot of walks too. I so. loved Adam Dunn, but yeah. cr- so, at, at, at one Chris, point, to your to your credit, at one point, Chris Davis was like in 2013, 2014, and that and that 2016, uh, yeah, 2015. I mean, he was a good player. I'm not gonna take that away from him, but. At that point, I remember when he got that contract. I can't, you know, recite any facts or refer you anywhere. But I remember thinking, are these people crazy? Like, No, yeah, I know. I think I thought the contract was pretty crazy, too, for Chris. I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, if Chris Davis got that, then what is the guy like that? You know, I remember thinking that at the time. I agree. The contract was crazy. But 38 home runs in uh, 2016, 2017, he missed uh, about 30 games, hit 26 home runs. Last year, he was ass like we agree so so they paid him for home runs essentially that's it yeah but they're not the only guys to do i mean that's what john carlos dan got paid for i think john carlos dan is better than chris davis i think so too but what did he what did he get paid for his defense i think he got paid because he was a younger player who he hits hit runs. for power i think it's and, home runs, man. and he was a uh marketable player and because jeffrey loria of the marlins was a fucking moron i wouldn't have given uh, Giancarlo Stanton, a 13-year deal. That's nuts. No, yeah, I know. I agree, but I'm just saying. That's man, that's just as an albatross contract, and the Yankees are gonna happens. the Yankees are gonna regret it later on. But they, you know, if I was the Yankees, I would have made the trade too because it was a it was a it was basically a free deal. Like here you go, here's yeah, Giancarlo yeah. for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> well, and another thing too. I mean, you probably don't agree with this, but Bryce Harper, he got paid for his home runs. Period. I think I think so. Bryce Harper is on another level because Bryce Harper can actually draw walks more than yeah, yeah. than I Davis agree. and and uh, and he's only twenty six. Yeah, no, I agree. I I, I know I I'm just there. You can't compare all three of these players, but yeah, no. But at, I, the, end I, the, at the end of the day, Harper Harper is getting paid because he hits home runs or I he will hit point. home runs. You know. I see your point. Twenty thirty seven though. Can you imagine if I'm gonna use your team? Can you imagine? At when the Yankees, not the Yankees, when the Red Sox signed Pablo Sandoval and they offered him that deal, which I'm not going to lie, I wasn't shitting on them when they when they gave him that deal because he's coming off of a World Series. He was a marketable player, a guy that you know people liked a lot. He was a good player. Maybe the deal was a little too much, but it wasn't so out of control. It was only like three or four years or something. It wasn't even like a really long-term deal. It was, anyway, it was a crazy deal. It was a crazy deal, but it wasn't like a ten-year, six-year, seven-year. It was like a, wasn't it like a five, like a three to five-year deal or something like that? It wasn't that crazy. Uh, it I'm wasn't like one of these. Memory, so. could, how would you feel if the Red Sox had given a guy like Pablo Sandoval a seven-year deal and then deferred a lot of the money until the year 20 freaking 40? I'm sure you would have been like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I, I would have been kind of like that. But in a way, isn't that what they did with Max Scher- Isn't that what the Nationals did with Max Scherzer? Like when Max Scherzer signed that deal, could anybody honestly say that was like. No, yeah, they took a deal? chance. They, yeah, took, a they chance. took a chance, and a lot of 100%. his money's deferred too now. So, I don't know, man. It's it's in hindsight, I would have yeah. It's it's bad. It's all bad. It's all shit. At the end of the day, Chris Davis is over forty four. <laughs> I think right now the uh, hitless in eight games is, is yeah. Is, is, yeah. I, I think Baltimore is praying that he goes on a hot streak and they could trade him maybe for like something like a you know like a six round draft pick or something. It's never gonna anything. happen, man. It's never going to happen. Nobody's going to take that contract. Yeah, you're right. Nobody's going to take that contract. 
um, what they're probably hoping for, but they don't want to say it out loud, and I kind of don't want to say it out loud, is that he gets injured or something, and insurance pays for it. <laughs> now, I'm not, I mean, it's, I know it sounds terrible, but like that's best case scenario for this team. I know that sounds horrible, but or maybe he has some natural like David Wright back issue or something that he's not allowed to play and he has to he's forced to retire and he gets that money on the back end it comes off it comes off of the salary cap just trade him to the yankees yo the the baltimore orioles until 2023 will have 17 million dollars attached to their payroll after that they're going to be paying him minimal it's only three million for like 10 years and then one million for a baseball team that's not a lot of money but think about how met fans they, they, I mean, every year they, you know, people celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day, the day that the the yeah, Mets yeah, have yeah. to give <laughs> have to give Bobby Bonilla, I think, like one point two five million dollars. The Orioles are going to be in the same situation. It's crazy how these teams don't learn from shit like this. Yeah, I don't uh, know, man, but we're 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 just we just eat it up. We're just the fans. We just keep accepting it. And at this point, I know that it, you know, I know that Chris Davis doesn't want to go down. In history, as the guy with the hitless streak or the most consecutive games without a hit, but at this point, I want it to happen because it would be something unique to see in baseball. And I'm a selfish <laughs> bastard. And yeah, now, that's all I, I have to say. Me, me personally, I don't ever want to see anyone be this bad at their profession. You know, like I don't. I it, yo, I, I pray Chris Davis hits like a grand slam and and then and he will not against not against the Red Sox. He will, because when he connects, the ball flies. He hits. He still hits the ball hard. It's just, it's either a run of really bad luck, which I don't think that's what it is, because in in uh, in 2014 he played 127 games and hit 196. That must that should have been a little preview for that team. Like, who's the real Chris <laughs> Davis? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. It's yeah, no, I know. I I agree, but yeah, you're right. I remember when he signed that deal, and I and I just kept thinking like, wow, baseball's crazy. Like, what's what's Trout gonna get when he hits the you know all this stuff? So yeah, man, insane. All right, CT, that was a good show, a a long one, but a good one. That's what she said. <laughs> all right, so here's what else you need to know in the world of baseball. Mike Trout hits five home runs over four consecutive games. Is this guy a man or a machine? I have no idea. The AL Player of the Week is, you guessed it, Mike Trout. He had four home runs this past week with a 448 average. That's not right, is it? Yes, it is. No, that's yeah. not right. The NL Player of the Week, that, that those are Cody Bellinger's stats. I don't know why I mixed them up. But Mike Trout's stats were five home runs, a 389 batting average, 633 on base, and a 1222 slugging in the American League. Cody Bellinger was the Player of the Week in the National League. He had four home runs with a f- – I did that wrong again, didn't I? No, four home runs with a 448 average, a 484 on base, and a 1,000 slugging. So, Cody Bellinger and Mike Trout, your players of the week. CT, I want to ask you one last question, and then we'll sign off. I offered a trade to Gus on the Fantasy League. And and while I'm looking this up, I just want to tell you that Andrew... I'm dropping names on this shit now. I don't care. All right. Uh, You guys can find Andrew. He lives in Harrison. If you want to take him out or something, you want to... <laughs> anyway, so he offered me Mookie Betts on a deal and then fucking took it away. So I didn't get a chance yeah. to see. I saw Mookie Betts. I got all excited. I looked at the app and it was gone. I uh yeah. I, what what was the question? Sorry. Here's the question. I got it. I offered Gus Kike Hernandez, who's raking to start the years, for Jamison Talion. How do you feel about that? I ooh Jamison Talion day to day just got the notification. So you might want to pull that one back. 
Would you veto? Got, would you veto? Nah, he's not. I got the notification too. He's fine. He's gonna pitch on I, Saturday. Would I veto? No, because James Jamison Talion, like he, I remember when he came into the league and he was this highly touted uh, prospect, but he just has never really hit that streak of like consecutive starts where he's just dominating. So no, I wouldn't veto that. But I also don't think that's a trade that he would accept. I was actually gonna offer him a better deal for Jamison Talion. Mm, do you want to reveal that here on on the record? Uh, no, but I will say this: I was <laughs> I was with I was with the boys last night, and by the boys, I mean, you know, four members of our fantasy league. We were all watching some baseball games, and Mookie Betts is looking. Uh, what's it called? The uh, the Green Monsters are looking to move Mookie Betts. Man, it was a talk. There was talks of that. So I can't believe that, man. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna. So I, I actually fleeced Andrew on a trade a couple years ago, and then I fucked up because I traded the player that he gave me. But, um, <laughs> so next week, we're going to have a show with the guys of the Fantasy League. So look look forward to that. These guys are shit, talk, shit talkers extraordinaires. And um, yeah, so look, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. So that's all I got for you guys today. CT, you got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, if you're into premier matchups mike trout versus christian yelich today so nice and today oh, he means yesterday yeah that was a pointless statement there. <laughs> <laughs> well keeping it mike trout, mike trout versus chris mike trout versus uh christian yelich tomorrow too because in baseball we play back-to-back games in three game series and stuff so. that's a good point it's an excellent there point man all right <laughs> as i said earlier in the show the welcome to the show podcast is powered by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show to get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. That's audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show. And for more exclusive deals like getting a month of hymns for just $5 the first month, go to wttspod.com forward slash save. That's wttspod forward slash save. There you'll also find 10% off of KD Custom Kicks. Where guys like Aaron Judge get their custom sneakers and cleats. You can also get 10% off of programs like Top Velocity. If you're a kid who's playing baseball, you want to improve the speed of your fastball, check out Top Velocity. Our music is by VM Varga and Rapternal Music by Naughty Productions. Our logo is by Luigi Gomez. I'm Manny Gomez. Peace. Peace. Peace.